Mr. Luke Clayton, I spent the past weekend at the DSC Foundation Gala in Dallas at the Frontiers of Flight Museum. We had an absolutely fantastic time, raised all kinds of good money that we're going to be able to grant very shortly to very highly vetted projects pretty much all over North America and, of course, a few outside of North America as well, too. So I got the opportunity to do that, but... You rascal, you have been fishing, and tell me about where you've been fishing and what you've been fishing for, Because I, and I can't wait to hear about it, because then I can't wait to hear about how you got to, or where we're going to get together and, and try some of those fillets. Well, I, I'll start this off, Larry, with telling you that there's plenty of very fresh white bass fillets fro- frozen in the gallon Ziploc bag in water in my freezer. They're very fresh, and we're not going to let them get unfresh. We're going to eat them. We're going to eat them within the next few couple of three weeks. When, when you slow down enough gallivanting all over the country, speaking at engagements and all that kind of stuff, when you slow down enough to get out here, we're going to probably get uh, maybe at, at our buddy's place. We're going to get together somewhere, and we're going to fry some fish. Now, to catching these said fish, um, you know, the white bass is a widely distributed dispersed fit they're they're all over not all over the u.s but in many parts of the country uh oh, yeah. they've been reintroduced uh, i've read uh, up in uh certain lakes up up in michigan area even that I, I really didn't realize they were that uh that widespread but they are so most people listening i think are going to know about white bass and probably a lot of a lot of our friends listening fish for them um so the thing with white bass, they're much like a striped bass, you know, Larry, and right, and uh, right. they run up the creeks in the spring, and and there's they're the really the first for people in the southern climes, they're the first uh, uh, big fish bite that they're. I mean, uh, the first really time that you can catch fish in the, in the spring after the dead of right. winter, they're the earliest fish, I should say, to to make a run. But they run up the creeks and the rivers uh, above most reservoirs. Most reservoirs have a healthy population of white bass, at least south and southwest and, and up through the Midwest, too. Um, so that's, that gets everybody excited, you know, like maybe oh, late January, February, depending on where you are. Down right. here in Texas by, oh gosh, by the end of February, they're beginning to move into the creeks. That's one of the big exciting things about white bass. Everybody gets excited and wants to go catch them. But you know, Larry, the truth is right now is the very best time to go and and catch a bunch of white really? bass. Yes, sir. You know, the shad spawn. Now, the shad is our primary bait fish down where we, you know, in Texas, Oklahoma. And down yeah, a lot of other places. Too. Yes, yes sir. yes, sir. Yeah. So lots of shad. So the shad hatch is pretty much done. And uh, the shad are dispersed widespread over these reservoirs, you know. And uh, the guess who's after them? Those those big schools of white bass <laughs> are chasing them, Larry. And uh, it's it's a time to to go out and catch a bunch. I've got a trip I'll tell you a little bit about that we did two days ago. But uh, if you know for catching a, they're they're hard fighting fish. They're not big fish. I guess maybe a fifteen incher or would be a monster white bass, you know? Yeah, I've had the opportunity to come up and fish some of those lakes close to where you live in the yep. past, and, and we sacked them up. I mean, <laughs> yep. it kept our limits, and 
they really are their hard-fighting fish, and they're absolutely delicious as well, too. That's one thing I appreciate appreciate about them, other than the fact, too, like I said, they're fun to catch, and the limits are usually fairly liberal. And uh, so it's a, it, it is a good time. Now, now, what are you using to catch them with right now? I mean, in the past, I've, we've played around with all kinds of different lures, but uh, I, I know that you've got a couple of favorites, and obviously kind of what we talked about before we got sitting around the campfire here a little bit, in front of people was that you were telling me about uh, being out with a couple of friends and really sacking them up. Yeah, Larry, uh, Lake Ray Hubbard. If folks, if you look on your map, it is just east of Dallas. Maybe you can from with the traffic flowing, which is always a kicker. From Dallas, you can be there in thirty minutes out on Interstate Thirty east of Dallas. Lake Ray Hubbard. Good friend of mine, Brandon Sargent. Brandon is a guide. He, his guide service is called Lead Slingers Guide Service. Uh, he's got a big old 24-foot aluminum, if you will, boat with a center console and <laughs> all the electronics on it. Oh you, don't, you don't need all that equipment to catch white bass. But, yeah, I fish with – I live probably 30 minutes from, from the lake there, and, and I, I fish with him quite often. But – Right now, to answer your question about the baits, uh, there's a universal bait that every fisherman knows about. It's called a spoon. Absolutely. You know? have used it all over the country and all over the world. All actually. over the world. Yes, sir. Uh, the gold spoon down on the Texas coast has probably caught more trout and redfish. It's not so popular as, much as it used to be because they've come out with all the soft plastics on the jigs and all that but right. the, the gold spoon is a gold standard down on the texas coast for catching fish it still works i mean the, then you've got your johnson silver minnow right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's been around for oh eons my <laughs> and it's a fish catching bait uh over like you say all over the world that you've you know been fished with these baits well here in texas you know, very few people fish for white bass with a spoon, you know, a lightweight spoon. Right. But everybody uses what we call a slab spoon. Uh, now, and I don't know, it, it it has the name of slab spoon because it's shaped like a spoon, but all it is is a chunk of, of, of molded lead, usually painted in chartreuse, white, silver, uh, mm-hmm. Those are standard colors for for white bass. Well, the standard size for white bass is a half ounce, three quarter ounce. People usually don't use bigger than a three quarter ounce slab. We call it, you know, for white bass. Uh, it is a fish catching lure. Uh, I guess the reason that we don't use like a silver minnow or you know one of those lightweight spoons is because. The lead spoon drops, so you know it's made out of lead. And it, right, right. You can it's feel run the deeper. yes, sir. You can feel the bite. Now, I think it, I want to try this sometimes. But I think in a perfect world, if a guy had a rod rigged with a uh, lead slab, a slab, let's say, uh, let's just say a half ounce, and right. he had another rod rigged with a uh, say a Johnson Silver Minnow or a one that's made out of what steel, you know, a lightweight mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess that's steel that they're made from. They're I very, would think so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very light. But if you had two rods rigged, and when those fish are subsurface, 
that slab, nothing works better than that because you can just feel one breathing on that slab underwater. <laughs> you can feel every little bite. You know, you'll catch you'll catch them subsurface well with that slab. But then have that other. Uh, then then what will happen, Larry, and it's happening right now at Lake Ray Hubbard and probably most lakes, those fish, those those you'll be out there catching them down 25 foot, 23 foot, and then you'll look up and you'll see a shad pop. Maybe just a little shad dimple the surface, uh, you know, out from the right. boat. You'll see, right. uh-huh. and uh, and then you'll wham. You'll see a million white bass chasing shad on the surface. Right. Just a thought. How about putting that rod down with the slab and grab that silver minnow and make a long cast and it take. Now I use the, the slab. You it works with this too. But hold the rod up high and just pop it. That's what right. we were catching the daylights out of them doing that. Pop that thing, and that keeps even a lead slab within the first three feet of the water. But that little spoon, I've never done this, but I'm going to, that little spoon would just bounce, wouldn't it, right on the top? I would think so. I, you know, depending on what, how fast you reeled it in yeah. or if you were trolling or whatever kind of thing, yeah, I would think absolutely, yeah, it would stay right at the edge of the water, you know, just maybe underneath occasional pop uh-huh. out kind of thing. Just like a shad popping, just like that's, a shad. that's being crippled or, or hit by uh, by those voraciously feeding. That's just a thought. That's something I've never done. Uh, I know that the slab's going to work way better subsurface, and it works good, Larry. Uh, even a half ounce slab when they're when they're up on top chasing bait. If you make a long cast, hold that rod up, especially the rods we have now, seven foot rods. You know, it's right. so easy to pop that pop that tip of that rod. And it'll it'll bounce that thing along, but I bet that spoon, we may be on to something. I bet all of our white bass fishing buddies listening <laughs> saying, hey, old Luke may have a thought there. <laughs> Either that or they've been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah. Not telling anybody. <laughs> there you go. There's probably 10,000 people that says, hey, you mean he's just, he's just Don't now. Don't tell both about that. This old, this old guy's just caught on to this. <laughs> That's true. But I, but. Now, once you get them in the boat, the limit down here in Texas is is um, twenty five. So twenty five. Yeah, okay. yeah. So one, and I like the 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 ones that are about a twelve inches long. Uh, they get up to, you know, they get heavier, of um, thicker. You know, you right. get a fifteen incher. He's going to probably weigh a half a pound more. But for eating, they're all great. I'm going to tell you how I how I fix them. But um, yes, they're all very tasty. But the smaller ones have a very slack very small amount of red meat we call it bloodline right, yeah on that lateral line kind of thing yes sir yep so uh, you really don't even have to if you say you're catching a 12 inch or inch white bass uh he had done the way that i prepare them you don't even have to worry about using that thin bladed fillet knife and removing that red meat but now a big one is going to be 14 15 16 inches long you do. You've got probably maybe an eighth of an inch of red meat that you need to trim off. Right. Yes, sir. So here is, I do, I take the white bass, I trim the big ones, and the little ones I don't worry about as far as the red meat. It doesn't, right. doesn't it's a no factor there. Uh, here is a solution, of marinade that works. Get you some buttermilk and get you some mm-hmm. Louisiana hot sauce. Not the hottest hot sauce, but get something like louisiana mm-hmm. hot sauce you know it's a milder it's not as hot and about 50 50 uh 
uh, ratio there. Put that in a Ziploc bag and put your fillets in there and uh, and then put them in the refrigerator on ice for 30 minutes. Uh, you can leave them a little longer if you want to. But that lactic acid in that, uh, uh, in that buttermilk kind of neutralizes some of the... I'll be darned. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and, and, but there's one trick. Don't, do not use any uh, seasoned uh, cornmeal or whatever because they take on the seasoning from that hot sauce, you know, the, gotcha. the, the fillets do. Uh, and I'll take uh, two-thirds, uh, two-thirds of uh, cornmeal and one-third. In other words, I will take two cups of cornmeal and one cup of flour. That's the right. ratio what i'm trying to say and and mix that together but do not add any salt or any other seasoning when you use that to uh, mm-hmm. louisiana hot sauce and that's you know i've had people tell me that oh you know those white bass uh, don't not very tasty but i promise you you you've eaten a bunch of, we've eaten a bunch of these together <laughs> yes They're yes pre- i can attest how <laughs> absolutely delicious they are <laughs> that's what kind of where i was hitting at since i was at dsc and a bunch of at dsc foundation thing and I know you guys were out fishing. I was kind of, I kind of, you know, uh, throwing a line out there, hoping that somebody'd <laughs> say, uh, "Yeah, you, you know, we got a bunch of fillets we need to cook." Because I know how I'd fry rather, because I know how good you do them. <laughs> yeah, they're a, they're a crispy, uh, and there again, we, you and yeah. I, and most most cook fish cookers, we like to cook them where they're a little bit crispy, and yeah. uh, and they're not, you know, they're not a thick fillet they're they're uh, no. not like a stri- and we love stripers you and i beat a ton of those together mm-hmm. too <laughs> but they're they're not that big you know that's the thing right. so they fry quicker just very good eating well we got a little bit off topic this today than what we we're usually talking hunting or you know something uh outdoor well, but uh, fishing's good too Fishing, fishing is good too, and particularly this time of the year where there's not really a whole lot going on bear hunting still going on at some places and they're of course, there are folks running back and forth to Africa, and that's where I used to be headed about this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not being able to do that for a bunch of different reasons, all none of bad. But uh, yeah. yep. so to me, I'm hoping between a lot of the uh, the, the other things I got to do that I will be able to go do a little bit of fishing. When you're up here with your uh, Dallas Safari Club duties, Larry, uh, which you are up in the North Texas area quite frequently. I'm going to set up, uh, talk to Mr. Brandon Sargent, and you're going to meet us right out there at Chandler's Landing, by golly, with an ice chest with some ice in it. And we're going to, you're going to leave with some, a, a big bag of tasty white bass fillets. How about that? That can be done, and we've got a date. All right. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Larry and I shoot the breeze, for lack of a better term, about catching white bass. So, Larry, I think everybody needs to get those slabs on the rod and get out there and get with it. What do you think? You got me convinced.